You are now listening to Divine Deliverance Christian Center. We are located at 1807 County Street in the beautiful city of Portsmouth, Virginia, right across the street from the Social Service If you are looking for a church home, you can find us at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings for a Sunday school and at 11.30 for a Sunday service. If you are someone that is wishing to join the music department, whether that be instruments or singing, you can contact Anthony Pierce at 757-582-1331. We hope that you get something out of this sermon today, so sit back and enjoy.
this opportunity and my text today is Psalm 46 and uh, my topic is God is a refuge for his people Psalm 46 God is a refuge for his people now Psalm 46 the background for this song is that the city of Jerusalem was being threatened by neighboring nations, but its inhabitants were calmly trusting in God for protection. Psalm 46, it's a psalm of confidence. It's a psalm that tells you what to do when trouble comes. Uh, the city of Jerusalem had been threatened by neighboring nations, so they were calmly trusting in God, and the Lord had saved Israel from their enemies. And the Lord will save you from your enemies if you call on him and if you trust him and if he dwells within you. This psalm directs us to give God the glory for what he has done for us and what he will do for us in the future. <clears throat> Hallelujah. This psalm encourages us to hope and trust in God and in his power. We have to put our uh, hope and trust in God and in his power. So what do you do when a crisis strikes in your life? You know, crisis may come in our life. And crisis may come one day in our life. We live in a troubled world. We live in troublesome times. And the psalmist, the psalmist here in Psalm 46, he is letting us know that it's very important to be prepared when crisis come. We never know what tomorrow holds. In the last couple of years, we have been reminded in a new way of how uncertain life can be. The spread of the coronavirus, earthquakes, hurricanes, floods, buildings collapsing, all of these things come at unexpectedly. And they come without warning. So Psalm 46, the psalmist is telling us we have to be prepared for when crisis come in our life. Then we have riots everywhere, racial tensions, cultural unrest, political wars, terrorist attacks, democracy threatened. And our democracy was threatened on January the 6th of 2020. Yeah, our democracy was threatened. And if they had been successful, you know, our, we don't know what our democracy might be like. If they had been able to pull it off, we don't know what we would be like. And that's what happened to dictate. That's what dictators do. They, they threaten democracy. They try to destroy the democracy. They'll destroy the Constitution. 
then they'll scroll your justice system. And once those things are destroyed, your democracy is destroyed. If you don't have a justice system, and you got this dictator, and everything he wants, he get, because he got this militia group over there that's gonna come for you if you don't do what he say. You know, that's a bad time. So we can thank God that when our democracy was threatened, that God was in control. And we thank God for that, because we still have our freedoms. We have the freedom to wor worship God when we get ready. In some countries, they can't even worship God. And in, in some countries, if you worshiping God, they have went in there and shoot up and, and everything. And then the head of the country don't even want you to worship God. And people are beaten. So we still have our freedoms, and we can thank God for our democracy. We can thank God. I don't know how many people didn't really realize what had happened that we almost we came real close to losing this democracy. And when you lose your democracy, it's just terrible. Look, look at the, some women's in some country. They don't even have freedom to do what they want to do. They don't have freedom to uh, leave the house when they get ready. They don't have freedom. They can't even open up a business. They, they can't even wear what they want to wear. In one of those countries, they got to wear a head covering. And if they come out, they can be beaten. So, you know, those are freedoms, and we, just, we thank God for our freedoms that we have here in the United States. God is a refuge for his people. And, Lord, we say thank you on the day. Then we have these injustice, injustice systems. We have two systems of justice sometimes. And then we have counsel that's uh, in our society. So in the last couple of years, we have been reminded in a new way of how uncertain times can be. Psalm 46 lets us know, no matter what happens, no matter what life brings, we are safe in the care of God. When chaos surrounds us, we know God is in control. We know God is in control. Even when the earth falls out from under our feet, even when chaos surrounds us, God is our refuge. He's our protector, our safe shelter. And in that verse 1, this, there, this is a very wonderful promise for us in verse 1. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That's a very wonderful promise for us, that God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. So when trouble come, and if, you are, if God is dwelling in you, God will be a shelter for you. He will be a shelter for you, because you, you could run to that shelter for safety. <laughs> we can be confident that God will be our refuge in troublesome times. We can rely on God in times of trouble. He's a refuge for us. Not only is God our refuge, he is also our strength. He'll bear your burdens. Yes, he will. God will bear your burdens. Psalms 55 and 2 says, Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Now, God is all of these things for us. He's a refuge for us. He is our strength. 
and he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. He's the shelter we can run to in time of trouble. It is in him that we find our shelter and our rest. We find refuge under the shadow of his wings. The Bible is packed with reference to God providing refuge to his people. Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is just grace that people who take refuge in God will be saved from their enemies. And those verses tells us in Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is, and he is my fortune. And the Psalm said, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, they can rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This person is under the protection of God. This protection is only for those who belong to God. Now, this protection that God gives us is only for those who belong to God, those who dwells with him and trust him and those who trust in his power. King David described God as a refuge many times and how wonderful it is to take refuge in God. King David, you know, he went through a lot of tough times in his life. That's what the Bible tells us. In his life, some of them, the tough times he went through were because of his own sin. Yet he praised God in good and bad times. And that's what we have to do. We have to praise God in the good times and the bad times. We have to praise God for all he had done for us. <laughs> Taking refuge in God may not mean that all of our troubles will go away. We're going to have troubles. If we're in Christ and Christ dwells in us, we're going to have troubles. <laughs> but when we go to God for help, he will be there for us. <laughs> it does mean that when we sit in the presence of God, we'll find peace. Yes, we'll find rest and strength to keep fighting the battles in front of us. Because sometimes storms can come in your life. You get one thing squared away, and here comes something else. So we need to praise God in the good times and the bad times. Psalms 150 tell us that to praise him for his mighty acts, praise him for the excellence of his greatness. We are to praise God for what he has done for us and who he is. For he is a shelter. He's a refuge for us. A refuge is a shelter that you can run to in time of trouble. You know, when hurricanes come, people go to those shelters, and they go there for safety and security. So God is a shelter. He's a refuge. He's a stronghold. He's hope. He's a dwelling place. He's a high tower. <laughs> yes, God, he is our refuge and our strength. <laughs> and you know, this knowledge should give us a, a quiet confidence. And this knowledge should make us worship God they know that God is our refuge and our strength, and he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. God is not against us. He is for us. God is a help that can be found when you need it. God is reliable, and he is dependable. Sometimes your friends might not always can be there. Sometimes they may not come when you need them most, but God will be there for you. 
But God says he can be found in our times of trouble. There is no adversary that can succeed against the people of God. God remains a fortress of protection for believers today. When we abide in the Lord, he is in the day of our distress. He is our high place. Now in the Bible, we know Israel was always in trouble with her neighbors. But when other nations boasted of their walled cities, their high uh, a lot of nations had built, and they were high, sitting on um, inaccessible cliffs, and they were so secure with iron gates. While they were boasting of that, Israel was in a safer position than they were, because God was Israel's refuge and strength, even though they were boasting about their high buildings and their high iron gates that were protecting them. Israel was in a safer position. Because God was her refuge and strength. The people of Israel could live in a confident manner regardless of the situation around them because they know God is in the midst of it. And God shall help his people today. God will help his people today. <laughs> Since you have his spirit within you, God will help his people today. He is your refuge. If we have God's spirit within us, we have his promises, and we have his presence. Now, in verse 2 and 3, it says, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give away, and the mountains fall into the hearts of the sea. <laughs> in verse 2 and 3, the psalmist is describing the way trouble can come. He is describing the way that crisis strikes in your life. He is saying, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. The psalmist is saying, we will not fear. Now, in verse 2, it's referring to earthquakes. This is referring to an earthquake, though the earth give way and the earth be removed. But the psalmist tells us, we will not fear. Sometimes trouble can come in our life with the finality of an earthquake. When the bottom drop out of everything. Now you remember that school shooting that was in uh, Uvalde, Texas? The children go to school in the morning, your parents drop them off, and they get a call later on that there's been a school shooting. And then they learned that their child didn't make it. Now that's trouble that comes with the finality of an earthquake. So that's what the psalmist is talking about. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. He's referring to an earthquake. And sometimes trouble comes in our life that way. Uh, earthquakes are disastrous, and they are devastating. It was devastating for those parents to learn that their child had been shot. They sent them off to school that morning, not knowing that's the last time they would see them alive. So that was devastating. But those are things that come with the finality of an earthquake. And we know earthquakes are disastrous and devastating. <laughs> and those families knew what it was like to have trouble in their life with the finality of an earthquake. Devastating. And the people in Sunrise, Florida, you remember that? Those people went to bed that night and 1.30 in the morning, the building collapsed. You remember that? 
<laughs> those things happen without warning. The school shootings, the school shootings, and the building collapsing. Those things happen without warning. And sometimes crisis come in our life without warning. But the psalmist is telling us that God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. No matter what happens in our life, those trusting in God are safe. They have to learn how to cope. No matter what happens in your life, if you're trusting in God, you are safe in his arms. Yes, you are safe in his arms no matter what happens. If something comes with the finality of an earthquake and you are trusting in God and God dwells within you, you are safe in his arms. Oh, bless the Lord on today. Now, those parents, they had to learn how to cope with it. Because it was devastating. It was disastrous, just like an earthquake. And they had to learn how to cope with it. <clears throat> the psalmist is telling us in Psalm 46 that it's very important to be prepared when trouble comes. We need to be prepared when trouble comes. We need to have God dwelling in us. And if God is dwelling in us, we can overcome whatever comes our way. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But we know who holds tomorrow. <laughs> and we can overcome whatever trouble comes in our life. And trouble might, is going to come one day for all of us. We're going to all have crisis in our life, no matter what kind of crisis it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. You might le lose a loved one instantly. We all have certain type of crisis. Even if you lose a job and don't have no money, that's a crisis. <laughs> so we can thank God. That we, if we are trusting in him, and if he dwells within us, we can be safe in his arms. And he will work it out. Yes, he will. So the psalmist here is telling us in Psalm 46, it's very important to be prepared when trouble comes. No matter what life brings, we will not fear. We are safe in the care of God. Now this verse 3 is referring to hurricanes. Verse 3, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Now that's referring to hurricanes and storms. The psalmist is talking about the trouble which comes with the fury of a storm. <laughs> but he is saying we do not have to fear. We will not fear. He tell us in verse 2, therefore we will not fear. Why do we not have to fear? Hallelujah. Why does Christians have nothing to fear? The psalmist tells us why we should not fear. Yes, he does. He tells us why we should not fear. Because God is our refuge and our strength. And if God is dwelling within you, you have nothing to fear. God is our refuge and our strength. Hallelujah. And we have nothing to fear. No matter what comes in your life. No matter what kind of trouble comes in your life. The doctor might have gave you some bad news. It don't matter what kind of trouble comes in your life. You have nothing to fear. You can put your trust in God. It was devastating for those parents to learn their child was gone. It was devastating. Trouble came to them like the finality of an earthquake. Disastrous. Devastating. But they can put their trust in God. They had to learn how to cope with it. Thank you, God. 
So the psalmist tells us why we should not fear. <laughs> we have nothing to fear, no matter what comes our way. We have nothing to fear because God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. <laughs> in the presence of God, there is no room for the child of God to fear anything. When you pray, why are you worrying when you pray? <laughs> pray and turn it over to God. Turn it over to God. He can work it out. <laughs> so in the presence of God, there is no room for the child of God to fear anything. And as a child of God, you are always in the presence of God. Did you know that as a child of God, if God dwells within you, you are always in the presence of God. God don't dwell in no unclean temple. Yes, he dwells in a clean temple. The Holy Spirit resides with you. He is your comforter and your protector. No matter what natural disaster may occur, no matter what catastrophic event comes our way, from cancer to COVID. You remember COVID? It took away all those people. Some of us got sick, but we got over it. Hallelujah. We had COVID, but we got over it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We thank you right now, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for bringing us through the COVID. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God is our refuge and our strength. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. So no matter what catastrophic event comes our way, from cancer to COVID, from tornadoes to terrorist attacks, God's presence is with us, and we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. Read this Psalm 46, and it'll tell you what to do when trouble comes. We have nothing to fear. Though the heavens fall, though every demon attack, though your heart and your flesh fail, though the whole world be turned upside down, we have nothing to fear, for God is our refuge. And a refuge is a shelter. It's a safe place. Romans 8 and 31, if God is for us, who can be against us? First Peter 5 and 7 tells us, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. God cares for us. Yes, he does. He cares for us. Saints, God is so good. God is so good. He works sometimes. You don't know he's working. He look around and see that the only way it could have got worked out, God worked it out. God is strong enough to handle any problems you got. God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Now in verse 4 and 5, it says, There's a river whose springs make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. <laughs> the psalmist is describing a city that cannot be destroyed because God dwells in it. The city is a place of safety because he always protects it. It is his home. And in this city, there is water. But the water is not like that destructive water in verse 2 and 3. In verse 2 and 3, it talked about the water. It talked about the mountains fall. And it talked about uh, the waters roar. In this city, there is water. 
But it's not like that destructive water in verse 2 and 3. Instead, it is a river that brings joy, life, and hope. Rivers bring life. Rivers bring hope. The ultimate hope is found in the life-giving grace of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 4, verse 11, he tells us, Jesus was talking to this Samaritan woman at the well. She asked Jesus, sir, what can, where can we get this living water? And he answered her in verse 13. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. In verse 14, he says, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling into eternal life. And then he goes on in John 7, 37 and 39. <clears throat> Jesus once again speaks of living water, saying, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were later to receive. And in verse 6, it says, nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. <laughs> he lifts his voice, the earth melts. Nations rose up against uh, the people of God. The nations rose up in Pharaoh against God's people, but to no avail. They rose up against God's people, but to no avail. This Psalms 46 this Psalm 46 was the background for this Psalm is that the city of Jerusalem was being threatened by neighboring nations and they had rose up against God's people but to no avail. God's mighty power melts the nations that rose up against him. God is mighty and God has mighty powers. Yes, he is. <laughs> this simply means that no storm of life can overtake us, and no disaster in nature can destroy us since we are safe in God. <laughs> his perfect, his people will find safety when they trust in him. We'll find safety when we trust in God. <laughs> but the psalmist says that even if the world ends, we don't need to fear, because God is our refuge in any circumstances. And then verse 7 it says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. <laughs> These two names are used for God. They were used in the Old Testament, our Lord and God. And the, these two names for God reveal different aspects about who God is and what he is like. They reveal who God is and what he is like. The Lord of hosts, this means he is the commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven. He commands the angels around his throne. He awaits his next command. He commands his angels, and they awaits his next command. God is with us. The psalmist announced that the Lord is with us. Yes, he does. He announced in that verse that the Lord God Almighty is with us. <laughs> God was immediately present with Israel. 
God is present with every believer today. Yes, he is. He's present with every believer today. If God dwells within you, he's present with you today. <laughs> and in Matthew 28 and 20, it says, I am with you always. Even to the ends of the age, he dwells in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ dwells in us by his spirit. Christ dwells in us by his spirit. And verse 8 come, tells us, come and see what the Lord has done. <clears throat> the desolation he has brought on the earth. Come and see what the Lord has done. Now verse 8 begins with a strong praise for God's strength and his availability. <clears throat> it's saying, go forth and see what the Lord has done. He makes wars to cease. God, when he pleases puts an end to the wars of nations. When God's going to put an end to the wars that's going on now. Look at the mighty works God has performed. The background of this song, like I stated before, was perilous times in the, in the past when Jerusalem was surrounded by invading armies. And the situation had looked hopeless for them. In the midst of their ordeal, they called upon the Lord and he did he delivered them. He declared their trust in him. God gave them the victory. The psalmist now calls upon the people of God to behold what he has done for them. That's what the psalmist is, is declaring in verse 8. God delivered Israel. When they were threatened by those neighboring nations, God delivered them. Now the psalmist in verse 8 is declaring to look at what God has done. <laughs> They must not lose sight of his mighty acts that delivered them from devastation. And you know the same is true for believers today. We need to pause and consider what God has done in our lives. We need to pause and see what God has done in our lives. God has done a lot in our life. Thank you, Lord. We must look back and behold the powerful works that God has performed on our behalf. Hmm. And we need to recall what his invisible hand has performed on our behalf. God has done a lot on our behalf. And we need to look back. Somebody made this song as I look back over my life. And I think things over. I can truly say I've been blessed. Prayers he had answered. God has answered some prayers for us. Yes, he has. He said answered some prayers for us. You know, I pray a lot. I said, God, guide my steering wheel when I'm driving. <laughs> and the other day, I, I don't even know how I avoided an accident. I don't know where the car came from. But God was guiding my steering wheel. I had already, already prayed to him. I pray that all the time. Lord, guide my steering wheel. And he did just that. <laughs> then one day I was driving, and this man... I was at the, coming up to the stop sign, and this man walked Red Cross, and I had stopped, and he ran Red Cross. And I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Prayers answered. <laughs> yes. And we can thank God for the needs he has supplied. He'll, he has supplied a lot of our needs. He will supply, supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Sometimes when my money is low, I look, I still get what I want. 
when my money is low, I still get the things that I need and I want. And we can look at situations he has control. <laughs> and we can look at the doors he has opened. Because God has opened a lot of doors for us. When you get a new job and you, you, know, you thought you would never get that job, God opened that door for you. Yes, he did. So let us remember what God has done for us in the past to bring us up into the point we are today. A lot of people, when they get to the point they're at today, they don't remember who, how they got there. So let us look back and see what God has brought us from to the point where we are today. <laughs> and this should cause our hearts to worship. To see the point we are today, this should cause our hearts to worship God. Yes, it should. It should cause us to worship God, to praise God, and to give God the glory. We have to pray without ceasing. Yes, I pray all the time. Sometimes I don't call in on the prayer line for like a week at a time, but I'm praying at home. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We have to pray without ceasing. Thank you, God. So all that God has done for us, when we look back, it should cause our hearts to worship him and cause our hearts to praise him. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God, you are so wonderful. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. <laughs> Come on and worship the Lord with me. And let us praise his holy name. Come on and worship the Lord with me. And let us praise his holy name. Thank you, God. That's a song we sing. I think they sung it today. Come on and worship the Lord with me. And let us praise his holy name. We worship you, O oh Lord. We give you praise. As we look back and see what you have done for us, God, we worship you. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We worship you, and we give you praise. Hallelujah. We give your name praise. Your name is above all names. A name to every knee going to bow and every tongue going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we give you praise. We thank you, God. We worship you on today. We worship you. We lift our hands to you, God. We lift our hands to you. When we look back and see what you have done for us. Yes, we lift our hands to you, God. We give you praise on today. Oh, come on and worship the Lord with me. Let us give him praise on today. Psalm 46. Thank you, God. You are worthy. It's a celebration of God's continued deliverance of his people in every age. God is delivering his people in every age. He didn't only deliver the Israelites, but he's delivering his people today. If God dwells within in you, God is in your presence. Thank you, Lord. He is present with you. Now, in verse 10, he says, be still and know that I am God. <laughs> I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. <laughs> this verse 10, God is speaking. He's issues a command for all people to be still and know he is God. Knowing God means acknowledging his mighty power and his ability to save his people 
from whatever danger they are facing. And when all nations of the world see the power of God, they will exhort and honor him as the one true God. Some nations don't even recognize God now. But the psalmist tells us, when all nations of the world see the power of God, they will exhort and honor him as the one true God. Thank you, God. We thank you, God. In that verse 10, I will be exalted among the nations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Yes, the Lord Almighty is with us. Thank you. Yes, if God dwells within you, the Lord Almighty is with us. And I'm about at the end. So how do we cope when trouble comes? The psalmist outlines three things for us in Psalm 46. First, realize when trouble comes that God is a refuge for his people. Secondly, realize according to verse 5 that God is resident among his people. And third, realize that according to verse 4, God sends a river of blessings to his people. God's presence is portrayed like a peaceful flowing river. <clears throat> the reference here is to the river of God's grace. Rivers bring life and hope. The ultimate hope is found in the life-giving grace of Jesus. <laughs> it is with the understanding of three, th these three things that equip people to cope with the trouble that has come in their life. Yes, it might seem sometimes that the flood, the earthquake, and the storm are coming after you. But if we trust in God, we'll be able to overcome it. Whatever personal storm or trial you are going through, take refuge in God. God is our dwelling place. He's our high tower. Take comfort in his word. Psalm 97.10 tells us, The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed. No matter what trouble he meets, whether from earthquakes, floods, wars, the person who trusts in God is not overcome by them. Yes, the person who trusts in God is not overcome by them. Thank you, God. Jerusalem was delivered from an enemy invasion. God's power can smash all opposition. They were delivered because God smashed all the opposition. Enemies thought they could destroy Jerusalem, but God scattered them. So the psalmist wants us to be prepared here in this Psalm 46. When trouble strikes in your life, turn it over to the Lord. Turn it over to the Lord. Remember, God wants to be your refuge and your strength. <laughs> the reality is that there will be difficult times, but God promised to be our refuge. God is a right now God. He is a right now God for your right now problem. Yes, he is. He is a right now God for your right now problem. God is our refuge and our strength. God is a refuge for his people. Thank you, God. And no matter what trouble come in your life, if God dwells within you, you will be able to overcome it. And the psalmist said, we don't have to fear. No matter what comes in our life, we do not have to fear. If God dwells within us, we will not have to fear. We can be an overcomer. 
And I thank God. Thank you, God. God is a refuge for his people. Let us stand. Do you know him today? <laughs> Does, thank you, God. <laughs> Does his spirit dwells within you? Do you know him today? Does his spirit dwells within you? The psalmist in, in Psalm 46 is preparing us for when trouble come in your life. Read the Psalms when you go home. The psalmist is preparing us for when trouble come in your life. Thank you, God, for that psalm. Thank you, God. Do you know him today? Does his spirit dwells within you? If his spirit dwells within your heart, whenever trouble come in your life, you don't have to worry. Thank you, God. We don't have to fear. The psalmist said, we don't have to fear. Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. Hallelujah. Because God dwells within us. We don't have to fear. Thank you, God. You're a wonderful God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, come to me, all you are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Thank you, God. That's... Thank you, God. Does anybody need prayer? God is a prayer answering God. God is a healer. Thank you, God. Listening to a message from Divine Deliverance Christian Center, 1807 County Street in the city of Portsmouth, Virginia. We pray that the word bless your heart and your mind and that it will help you as you go along your Christian journey. Thank you and have a blessed day.